Tov. Um, today's staff is Daf Hay, and we pick up at the bottom of Dal and Amit's bed, and we're still working through the debate of Rabba and Rava, whether the reason of the Mishnah is because of the need for uh, the, to, to be able to ensure that the, that the signatures are, are validated, and uh, we're concerned that if we don't do it now, we won't, or whether to ensure that the get was written properly, the issue of Rabba of Lishma. And the Gemara's worked through uh, interesting debates in the Mishnah, where it could nicely have fallen along those lines, but has managed to explain it according to each position. Um, okay, and the sort of the current outstanding question there um, with the Mishnah was why Eretz Yisrael had a special status that within Eretz Yisrael you don't have to say if it's all about witnesses. And the answer is, well, there's a lot of travel in Eretz Yisrael, either when there was a base of Mikdash or even now because of the Batei Dinim. Um, so we now have managed to sort of uh, defend each position. So now the work continues at the bottom of Dalam Bet. Um, um, Tnan, it's uh, ten lines from the bottom. Line starts with the word Shrichi. Okay, so Tnan, we turn the Mishnah. Moving our way through the Mishnah. We're Shundam Wheel Omer. Even from one hegemony to another, which basically from one government, you know, from a uh, city that is divided, as we'll see in a minute, between two uh, governments. The Amr Rabbi Yitzchak and Rabbi Yitzchak explained this. There's a city in Israel, and the same with Asasiot, um, or town. And they had two separate governments that were, uh, you know, uh, sort of um, at odds with one another. Um, and, and therefore you weren't able to travel. The point of Bakpidim is you weren't able to travel. From one, from one side of the city to the other, east and west Berlin. Therefore, that was the Chiddush, that even within one city, um, if it's going from like, uh, you know, one political entity from one city to the net, from half of the city to the other half of the city, you have to say. Now, the key about this is, is that it's because of the, presumably, the impossibility of travel, and that he says it was in Eretz Yisrael. So, Eretz Yisrael is not a Lishma concern. So, this clearly shows that at least for Rav Shimon Leo, um, it's an issue about witnesses and the ability to, uh, for, to travel from one place to the next. So the Gemara says, that's good for Rav, it's difficult for Rabba. And says, Rabba easily to Rava. So after all of that, we come to the conclusion, all right, fine, Rabba concedes Rava's point. So the one who says Lishma also concedes that there's a problem of aiding Mitzvim Lekaimo. Now, why did not just say that that's Rav Shimon Leo's position and maybe everybody else doesn't agree with it? I don't know. But the Gemara here is, 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 is saying that there's a position that holds both, that Rabba is really Rabba plus Rava, which actually is a nice elegant position. Because, you know, there's two parts of the statement. The funny nechtav, where you care about how it's written, and the funny nechtav, you care about how it's signed. So let's say that those are two concerns. You care about how it's written because of lishma, and you care about, uh, because of whether it was written kafi halacha, and you care about how it's signed because of eidim tzvim lakaimo, whether there's going to be about validating the signatures. So now we have said that that is Rabba's position. So if that's Rabba's position, if Rabba agrees to Rava, what are they debating about? And the answer is, Rabba agrees to Rava, but Rava doesn't agree to Rabba. So the Gemara says, So now what's left to be between them? Okay, everybody would agree you need to have uh, validate the signatures. So, for example, in one Medina in Chutzlaret, in Medina Tayyam, everybody would agree you need, because even though there, or uh, because, excuse me, in one, yeah, in one, no, excuse me, if from one, well, okay, let's see what the bar said. I'm confusing myself. Okay, anyway, everybody agrees that the signatures is an issue. So what would be a case where where they would debate whether there would be a concern about the lishma, right? Because if now everybody agrees the issue is validation of signatures, then the only nafkamina would be a case where you don't have to worry to validate the signatures, but you still have to worry about lishma. So what would be that case? So elamai binayu, igibinayu das you betray. The two people brought it. So two witnesses are, two people are bringing it. They themselves are witnesses that the husband sent them. So there's no need to validate the signatures in that case. Okay, but if they're coming from Chutzlaret, even if you'd have no questions that the husband wrote the get and the get is valid, you still have to worry about was it done with the halacha. So that would be a case where there's no concern of signatures, but there is a concern of lishma. Inami, or another example is Tayam. In the same country, in the same like uh, you know uh, country in Medina Tayam, where there's no concern about signatures because it's the same country and there's a lot of travel, but for Rabba there still is a concern of lishma. Okay, so whenever there's a concern about validating signatures, everybody agrees you have to say it. Rabba isle de Rabba. Rabba is just saying. In addition, I'm also concerned of lishma. 
So even in cases where there's no concern of signatures, I'll be concerned if there's a lishma problem, if, it, if it's a type of a chutzlaret problem. Like all right? Spain where no Torah was ever learned. Exactly. <laughs> well, we're talking about the time of the Gemara. Okay, so now the Gemara says, okay, Ella, now you're repeating your comment that I missed yesterday when I gave Spain as my example of Medina Sayyam. Okay, fine. All right. <laughs> so the Gemara says like this. Um, Okay, so that's now what they're debating. And as I said, the nice thing about saying that you hold of both is that it explains both Nikhtav and Nikhtam. Tnan, turn the Mishnah. Now we're still going to see if we can figure this one thing out. This is a Mishnah later up. Somebody comes from Medinatayam, and he's not able to say it was signed and sealed in front of me. Um, now, if you tell me he's not able to say it, what's your mo- got a guess about why he's not able to say it? Why can't he say it was signed and sealed in front of me? Signed and uh, written and signed. I'm sorry, written and signed in front of me. Because it wasn't. Because it wasn't. Right? He wasn't there. <laughs> okay. But somehow the Gemara understands. Somehow the Gemara understands that Eino Yachol means some way he is like physically unable. So it's an interesting interpretation of the Gemara. Let's take a look. He's unable to say that. So the Mishnah concludes by saying, No problem. Even if you're not able to say it, just get witnesses to validate the signatures. Now that Mishnah is pretty darn clear that the whole con- real concern is validating the signatures. You're not able to say this, uh, this special, you know, uh, a statement. Um, okay, validate the signatures and you're fine. Yeah, okay? Which so sounds like the whole point of this is validating the signatures. So the says, Ravina, but now before we get to that, we have to understand what Eino Yacho means. And we asked about this. My Eino Yacho, Lomar, what does it mean he's unable to say? Top of Hamad Aleph, Ilay Machayresh, if we're talking about a deaf mute, yeah, it would have been the first place I would have gone, right? Okay, so then, can you make a deaf mute a, a person to bring a get? Anybody can bring a get, except for a deaf mute, a minor, and somebody who is, uh, like, we'll just say that, is like not of right mind. So that is, um, and that's because they can't be a shaliach. One of the inter- important things we're going to be dealing with with Gitin is laws of shlichos. Okay, so if somebody is not considered to be a, uh, an adult of right mind, they're not able to bring a get. And this was Mars' assumption as well about a cheresh. He wasn't a bardas. That's a separate conversation. Um, how that changed in the modern era because once, you know, in terms of schools for the deaf and the whole thing. Anyway, um, but uh, that's Gemara's assumption. So, if that's the case, how could he be bringing get? So the Gemara says, Amar of Yosef, of Yosef explains, what are we talking about here? Yeah, he, was, he, he gave it to her while he was totally fine. So he speak Lomar, and before before he could get the words out of his mouth of funny nichl, funny nichl, and after he had delivered the get, all of a sudden something happened and he was uh, he became a, a deaf mute. He, he had a stroke on the spot. Okay, so that's the example. So therefore, that's why he's unable to say. It's very strange again. Why the just does not just say that he did not witness it? Anyway, or how about an easier answer? Look at Tosos. When you know what, if you're already talking about a physical inability, why do you go to a cheres who's considered not a bardas? There's somebody else who can't say something who is a bardas which is somebody who is just mute right how about somebody who is mute oh shall a rock see this again or somebody who just happened not to have seen it okay those would have been two much more easier explanations and you wouldn't have had to have this very extreme case Dean Kane, how do they remember Amar? It should have just said, and he didn't say. Okay? Unable to say seems like we're emphasizing something about his complete, some, somehow a halachic inability. I don't know. Both of those would have seemed to have been much easier explanations. Okay? That either he's just mute or he actually didn't see. Either way, the point is, somebody delivered a get and wasn't able or didn't say, and the solution is, just go ahead and get witnesses to validate, which makes it pretty clear that there's only one concern going going on here. Okay? Dealing with the same problem. Yeah, Tosa says, this guy didn't see. That's what he needs to get to. Or, if it has to be a physical inability, say, he's a mute. Not that he's a deaf mute. Alright? So, anyway, we don't know why the Gemara didn't go that way. It doesn't matter for us right now. What matters for us is, the guy didn't say it, 
And the solution is, just go ahead and get witnesses. So the Gemara says, um, so the Gemara says, uh, okay, fine. Um, it's good for Rava, because the only concern is witnesses, but for Rava it's difficult, whatever happened to the Lishma concern. So the Gemara says, ah, what are we talking about here? We're talking about after, in Chutzaretz, they learned the need for Lishma, and the Halacha changed. So, it is very strange, right? You start out with this nice, big, fundamental debate. It's about witnesses, or it's about Lishma. Then you have some pretty heavy evidence that it's about witnesses. So we say, okay, Rava holds of Rava. Okay, but then you have even more evidence that it's not about Lishma. So then we say, okay, well, Rava would concede that there became a time where Lishma fell by the wayside. So basically, sort of saying, okay, so Rava sort of won. Okay, you have to say Rava agrees with him, and Rava even agrees that there was a time where his concerns fell by the wayside. Presumably, that's the halacha can change around this issue, which is something we're going to look at, um, which is, does the need of from where you're saying and to say change you know in changing circumstances okay so we will see about that as we continue but the Gemara here is at least conceding that at least to some degree it does and now Rabba really has completely become like Rava now having said that we will see when we turn the Amud not to ruin the surprise anyway that other Amorayim debate whether it's Lishma or about Eim Etzim Lakaimo, and some seem to say really no it's only about Lishma okay um, do not seem to have been you know sort of uh, re worked uh, through the Gemara here and the question is like you know maybe some of these things like you could say and Tosos at one point concedes like well maybe it's Machlokas Tanayim like maybe you know he, before anyway the only thing that pushed us to say Rabba agreed with Rava was a statement of Rabbi Gamliel alright so that was Rabbi Shem Gamliel that was Rabbi Shem Gamliel okay here you have a Mishnah that's, this Mishnah is pretty clear that it's all about the signatures but you know again that's, why do we have to assume that all these the Tanaitic material is all of one position all right, but the Gemara here is sort of bringing it all together and saying basically Rabbah has turned into Rava. I will remind us that the evidence to point to Rabbah's position is the emphasis on Eretz Yisrael. If it's all about witnesses, there should be no special emphasis on Eretz Yisrael. So the emphasis on Eretz Yisrael, that it's fundamentally when it comes from Chutzlaretz, fundamentally in Eretz Yisrael there's no problem, that's the big evidence that weighs for Rabbah. So if you just look at what the evidence in front of you, yes, you've got a lot of stuff that says it's all about witnesses, but there is other things that makes Rabbah say his position, the emphasis on Eretz Yisrael. But yes. Isn't this going back to that other point? In other words, it's moving more to a contextual rather than a formalistic position. In other words, okay, New York and New Jersey, are, you know, with Lake... Well, that's what I said. The like parameters might change. Yeah, right, the Chicago, and all of a sudden it's scoped. The parameters yeah. might change. Now, how much they change case by case, you know, every time, like... Yes, meaning we'll, we'll, we'll continue to pay attention to that. But the, this is definitely showing you that it's possible the parameters change. And if there's a time when Lishma stops being a concern, for Rabbah, at least, you now. For it doesn't mean you don't have to say. It that means you, that, that, that stops being one of the concerns. So, for example, um, you know, uh, all you have to worry about in this case would be to validate it with witnesses. Mm-hmm. So now the Gemara continues and says the following, okay? La'achar shalomdu. So Rabbah holds of Rava, and he holds that there's a time in the Tanaitic period where it stopped being a his issue stopping your concern, and all we're left with is the issue of Aden. Okay, so Gemara says, Ihachi, if that's true, Yacholnami. So, why does it sound like, you know, we really should be saying the Fani Nechtam, Fani Nechtam, but if Nebuch, if you can't, then, you know, it's okay to get to, to validate the signatures. Okay? Why don't we just say it from the beginning? You know what? If you want to validate signatures, be my guest. That's even better. Right? So, why do we set it up like it seems like there's a preference to say the Fani if now everybody knows of Lishma, so that should no longer be an issue of concern. Just go ahead and validate if you want to do that. And then send the question? Yeah? Like if it's structured, like it says, if it's really not possible to say it, then you can go ahead and validate the signatures. Well, if there's no longer a Lishma issue, just tell me if you want to validate the signatures and instead of saying it, you know, be my guest. So why does it sound like you're really supposed to say it? So the Gemara says, 
And here goes the issue about how contextual it is and how much does it change. Yeah. That we're, we don't want to say you don't have to say it. Because we want to keep things in their place. Initially there was a concern of Lishma. Who knows, things got better, things might get worse. Things do change. We, there, we noticed that they just changed recently. So therefore, you always need to keep on saying it. What we will say is, if you're not able to say it, we'll acknowledge the current circumstances. Okay? But we're going to keep things the way they used to be, and we want you to say, but if, if that's not possible, just validate the signatures. So the Muslim says, so if that's true, that we want to keep things the way they used to be, we should insist on it, even in a case where he's not able to say. Now again, the obvious answer is what I just said. There's a little bit of a difference between the Chathil and B'dyeved. But the Gemara is saying, if you really want to keep things the old ways, even if you're, even if you're dealing with this uh, guy who's not able to say, there should be no out. So says, no. Now maybe this is why it was important to establish that we were not just dealing with a guy who didn't see, the, but that somebody, this bizarre case of the person who became that's a very unusual circumstance and therefore we could say that the fact that we insisted like that we made a low plug and we insisted that you continue saying it even though there's no concern of lishma we didn't apply that to bizarre cases so therefore that's why you don't have to worry about it in this bizarre case I says one minute every case that's unusual you don't have to worry about it um, so the says how about when a woman brings a get v'tznan a woman can even bring her own get okay which is very bizarre how does she not which is exactly important it is another bizarre case how does she not become divorced the minute the get reaches her hand and the Gemara says well it's a case that the husband said I'm making you a shaliach to bring the get to yourself when you get to this town okay so anyway completely bizarre case okay and that's okay but she also has to testify it was written in time in front of me so, so, so therefore how can you say look why don't we just say we don't uh, no, that's the answer. Why don't you? Why don't we? Why don't we just say that uh, we don't require this in bizarre cases? So you know, just they're also just validate the signatures. Why do we require the the Bifani Nichtav line? So the Gemara says, No, going back to essentially what its old answer was. We don't want to make distinctions. We want to insist that everybody says it. Okay, but now we're sort of like going in a circle. So then, uh, so then, if that's true, back to the, back to the old question, which is. How about the guy that became a deaf mute? Why don't you say, buddy, you got to say it? So the bottom line, the answer is, is that we basically make a low plug. We keep things the way they are. We say it doesn't matter if it's usual, a standard case, or an unusual case. You know, we don't want to let you just validate the signatures. We want you to say the funny nichtav because that was the old way of doing it because that addressed the lishma concerns. And the reason the case of the deaf mute is different is because there's no option. And if you look, Tosus just says in one line, shalotachlok v'shlichos, this little before, like 10 lines before they get wide, Pirish, Peshlichus to Yachal. When you're able to do it, we're going to insist that you do it. Okay? Whether it's a normal case or a not normal case. But when you're not able to do it, we'll accept the new realities and we'll say, okay, you're not able to do it. We'll accept that really nowadays is no, not a least small concern. Just validate the signatures and you'll be fine. The, yes? Islamic constructed the argument that way in order to lay these formal principles because it's a bizarre comparison. A guy who is healthy and then suddenly in the middle right. of testifying as a stroke right. to a woman. Right. So <laughs> well, not a woman bringing her own get, but okay. Yeah. It was a woman bringing her own get with a bizarre condition. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on, though. The point... Yeah. Right. The point is... L'chatchila for Rabba, you're supposed to say it. L'chatchila for Rabba, you're supposed to say it to keep things the old way because there was a Lishma concern there might become one again. But when there's no choice, you acknowledge the current realities and it's okay just to validate the signatures. Tosus, of course, points out that this is so strange because Rava would, 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 would say that there's no L'chatchila at all. Rava would, of course, be happy if you just validated the signatures and you didn't have to say it. So why does the Gemara think for Rabba it has to be a L'chatchila? But anyway, that's, that's what the Gemara is assuming. So now the Gemara says like this. Um, okay. Um, so now the Gemara says like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Baal Nami, how about by the husband? When he, when he, there's not even a case of Shlichot, when he's delivering the get himself. Alama Tanya, why do we teach in a Brisa? If he's bringing his own get uh, from Medina Tayam, um, he doesn't have to say it. 
so I mean look we understand again there's no concern of signatures because he's not he's not you know he's bringing it he's, he's not going to claim it was forged if he himself is delivering it but maybe he could still claim that uh, oh I didn't realize you were supposed to write at Lishma so as long as he's bringing it from Medina Sayyam why according to Rabbah should we not insist that he continue to say so and if you tell me that they now they know the halacha but let's be afraid that things will slide back so why don't we continue to insist the husband say that's a good question so the Gemara says right and, and this is not a case of Eino Yacho but everybody intends this is a really good case if for Rabbah you're telling me we want to keep things the old way and continue to say because we might because of Lishma concerns which might resurface okay then when a husband delivers a gift you should have to say because even though he's giving it he has to tell us that it was done Lishma why do we not require that so the Gemara says like this um, uh, so so the Gemara says time am I no, says the Gemara. The reason you have to say is because we're afraid the husband is going to, you know, is going to challenge it and he'll invalidate it. Which means we're not. Re- remember the first half of the Gemara. We're not really concerned it was done shalolishma. We basically don't even. It's not even like um. It's not like it's like even a miuta de miuta. It's like a the tiny littlest concern that it was done shalolishma. It's not a real concern. The real concern is that the husband will use that as an excuse to challenge the get. But there's no genuine concern at Shalolishma. The real concern is the problems the husband is going to make. So, so if that's true, so... He's bringing it in his own hands and he's now going to challenge it? Like if he himself is deliver- taking the effort to deliver it himself and he's also putting himself out there, you know, publicly as the one who gave it. If it all happened outside of me, some shaliach went and delivered it in my name. I could say, I don't know what was happening other than, you know, and like, you know, and I can raise challenges because I'm not personally involved. If I'm personally involved, the likelihood that I'm going to say, yes, I delivered this gift to my wife, but it was done shalolishma, lishma, right? It is possible, okay? But nevertheless, it's a very tiny concern and therefore we're not worried about it. So the important thing about this is that it reminds us that the concern of shalolishma Lishma was never a real concern. It was only a concern that would be the, a basis for a husband to challenge the get. That it was a problem that the husband would change his mind or just want to make life you know, difficult for his wife. Okay? And therefore, when the husband is delivering it, it's not a concern. So for Rabbah, you still have to say even though they now know the halacha because we, don't, we want to keep things the way they were. Things might go back. But the husband doesn't have to say it and why doesn't he have, how about Lishma concerns? So the Lishma concerns are really not concerns about Lishma. They're really concerns about the husband. So when the husband is delivering it, he doesn't have to say it. Yes. Well, could you say something more about the requirements of Lishma with the writing? Like That's going to be a whole parak about that. We're not, so, so right now I'm going to say no. Well, okay. No. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, Tashma, come in here. Shmuel asked from Ravuna. Shnaim Shaviu get me Dina Sayam. Two people bring. Remember, that was one of our Nafkaminas. Two people bring. They don't. It is not a problem of validating signatures because they're basically testifying <laughs> that the husband wrote it. You know, sent them. So there's not a concern that it was forged. But we would, we assumed according to Rabbah, you would still have to be concerned of Lishma. So two people brought to get me Dina Sayam. Uh, okay. Do they have to say it or not? He said to him, They don't have to. Now, this isn't a Tana, this is an Amora, but okay. Um, if they had said that she was divorced in front of us, they'd be believed. So they're certainly believed to say that the husband, you know, you know sent us to deliver this get, and he, and he wrote the get. <coughs> so again, it eliminates any concern of Eidos, but it doesn't eliminate any concerns of Rishma. So the Gemara says, um, good for Rav, not good for Rabbah. Do back to that. Okay, so yes, now they know the laws of Lishma, so now it's no longer an issue. The Gemara says, if that's true, so even when one person delivers a get, don't have him say, just get it validated. We're afraid things will slide back. Does it sound familiar? If we're afraid things will slide back and we continue to insist on it, how about two? So that's them have to still say it. No, 
No, two people bring a get is unusual, and the rabbis didn't insist on it in unusual cases. Mar says one minute. So have the hot isha de lo shchicha, but a woman bring her own get. So tanan ishat mevi agita vach tzi tzi chalomer b'fanei nechta b'fanei nechtam. So a woman has to say it. That's unusual. So now we want to make one rule. Okay, you want to make one rule. We're back to the old question. When two people bring the get, let them have to say b'fanei nechta. So Tosus again says Shalotachlok Pushlichos. Funny that Rashi isn't saying this. Okay. Anyway, now Tosus four lines down in the wide lines. Pirish Pushlichos Tachad. When it's one person bringing a get, that's just that's what we're going to say. You have to say it. Okay. The Gazrinim Chadlo Shchiachatu Chadishkechal. They trade Atu Chadlo Gazrinim. Two people bringing the get is a fundamentally different type of a thing. It is true they're Shlichim. They are delivering the get. But you know when two people bring it, it also has a different feel to it. It's like about Edus. And it's not just about agency. So therefore, what the Gemara is going back and saying is, you know, okay, this is the case again. We're not concerned of lishma, but we're going to say, in a normal case of shlichos, we're going to keep on being concerned about it because we're afraid things will slide back. But in the case of two people, which is fundamentally different than a normal shlichos, you know, not just experientially different, but like it's ages and not just shlichos, that's a case where we'll allow you just to accept the validation and not to need the funny nechtav. You had a question, Avi? Determine earlier that this uh, requirement is already. Yeah. So how could you also say that we're gonna be in Yeah, we make Zerah like Zerah all the time. Okay, yes. Um <laughs> anyway, Durabana is not the same as a Zera, because if it's a concern about the husband and social problems, we could still try to protect that. Anyway, it's a form also of a of a low plug, not Zerah Zera. But yes. I think I've lost how we not uh, no, it says it says it says you don't as long as you get it validated, you don't have to worry. Yeah, 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 exactly, and that's why when two people bring it, that's an implicit validation. Okay, yeah. Vishma means we're concerned about whether they know the rules of doing it. Well, you could see that as just representative of the rules in general. Um, Tosus raised that question. Or is it no, very specifically, there's a concern of knowing this halacha that you have to have the husband and the wife in mind when you're like writing the get. So how does that relate to the phrase uh, written before me? That's what I'm trying to understand. That oh, so that's 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 some, right, so that was, you discussed that on the first stuff. Rashi says either when you say it was written in front of me, we inquire and find out more details to determine it was or when he's saying that if he knows he has to say that then it means that he understands what this is all about so we read that as an in- implicit testimony to it was written in front of me like the right way but yeah that was like yeah 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 okay so now the Gemara says like this um Okay, so the Gemara says we're so this all still a repeat. Um, so the Gemara says Ihachi, if that's true, they're going to say a low plug and always require it. So Bal Nami, well, the husband also should have to say it, especially if there if there used to be these uh, lishma concerns. Alama Tanya, why do we teach in a bright? Who asked Moshevi Gidor and the Torah doesn't have to say it. So the Gemara says. You know why? Because the reason the rabbi, the rabbi said you had to say it is not really a real Ishma concern. It's really a husband concern. The concern is he'll use it as an excuse to challenge the get. Here he is bringing his own hands. We think he's now going to challenge it. So therefore, that's why and that is when the husband brings it, we don't have to worry about Ishma and we certainly, because it's not going to be challenged and we certainly don't have to worry about forgery because he's delivering. Yes. Okay. Tashma, yes. Well, you said something very quickly a minute ago that agency or like agents. Yeah. So, really, every case where there's one person bringing it, yeah. it's really more Torah Shlichu. Yeah, it's, it's Torah Of course. Yeah, it's, it's, ex- it's, it's only. It uses the language of the Eidechad, as it were. Whether it uses the language of Eidechad? Exactly. It doesn't. <laughs> right. It's always <laughs> Even when, right, even when two people bring it, they're, they're, they have to also be Shlichim, because if you're not a Shaliach, you're not empowered to deliver the get. Right. It's just that they're also aided. Right. Right. Oh, right. Okay. So good. So the message is like this. Tashma. I may be getting Dina Sayam, Vinasnula. You grabbed Ranga from Dina Sayam and you gave it to her. You didn't say it was, it was written and signed in front of me. So this is much easier than the Eino Yacha, which became a bizarre case. This was, it's after the fact. You gave it to her and you forgot to say it. You know what? Still okay. Just go ahead and validate the signatures. 
So once again, a clear statement that the real concern is validating the signatures. Okay, but but if you didn't get the signatures validated, we won't let the, we won't allow, accept the get. Okay, Hale, So from here you see they weren't trying to be strict on her to make it like, oh my God, you didn't say it. That's it. You can never use the get. No, We're trying to go easy on her to give her an alternative to getting validated signatures. But if it was given and you didn't say it, there's still a way to deal with it. Just go validate the signatures. Okay. Once again, that's the, that's the statement. Once again, it's great for Rava. It's all about the signatures. What about Rabba? Whatever happened to the need of Lishma? Says, Once again, no, Lishma is no longer a concern, and we're okay just to validate. But you said that we, we, we still keep things in place, we still need the testimony of Lishma, because we're afraid that things might get back to the old ways. So the Gemara says, All right, Kishani says, there would be a case that she already got married. Basically, it's like Bidyevit. So, therefore, you're right. We should insist on the testimony. We shouldn't say validating the signature suffices. We should insist on testimony of Rishma. In a case where the guy was a Cheresh, there was no option. But here, where he could have, you know, said it, he could have seen it, he could have said it, he was being sloppy. So, if you say, okay, we're not just going to go ahead and so trivially, like, we have to be serious about this requirement. Buddy, I'm sorry, you're sloppy. It's no good. We need testimony about Lishma, okay? Even though now it's no longer an active problem, it used to be a problem. So, how are we going to let it be okay, Bidyevet? So, the Gemara's answer is, it doesn't seem a simple Bidyevet would be enough, but we're talking about a major Bidyevet. She already got married. So, she already got married, she remarried, right? She remarried a different person. So, she already married a different person, okay? In this type of a case, right, we're going to go back to that. Well, now we'll concede that at least, like right now, Lishma isn't an issue. So, okay. If she's already got married, we're going to drop our Lishma insistence because that's really not an issue these days, and we're only going to focus on the, on the need of witnesses. Okay, yeah. I can't figure out, in the Lishma issue, the Osibal Ma'ar seems to be part of the Lishma. Yes. It's not just they, they, they knew they had to write it for this man, for this woman. But the Baal wasn't going to come later and, and, and create a... No, the point is that the, what the Gemara said before is that the concern about that, that they did it according to the Lachic requirement is really not a major concern. We are pretty darn confident that they did it correctly in Kotarts, even from the... Not just Lachic Shalomzu, always that was the case. But we're concerned that the husband will use this as, a, as, you know, as an excuse to challenge the get, as a pretext. That's what we're concerned about. So what, the whole thing with Lachic Shalomzu, what is that? Lachic Shalomzu? Yeah. So presumably Lachish Shalomdu means after everybody knows that in Chutzlaret it won't even be a pretext. Right now there are some people in Chutzlaret that get it wrong. So now it could be used as a pretext. The husband has got to come and say this get was done incorrectly. So we're going to say to him what are you, what the heck are you talking about? They know what they're doing in Chutzlaret. It came from a base then. Right. Now if, the, if there are still some places in Chutzlaret that there are a few Batidinim out there that don't know what they're doing then then you'll be able to make a legitimate challenge. But if it's a place that now know, everybody now knows what they're doing, then you're, you, you've lost no, your pretext. What doing is the man is, 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 is doing the due diligence to make sure that the vow is, is doing it, is, is, doing, is committed to it. No, I'm not understanding. It's, it's not just the, the writing and the wording. That no, no, no. The shaliach, no. Well, that is true that the Gemara sort of said that the uh, shaliach is not going to want to have his statement challenged, so he's going to be sure, pretty sure the Baal no, is committed. Right. But, the, but no, but that's not the basic point. The basic point is that if we know that the, it's written by the Baal because the signatures are validated, the Shiach is testifying to that. And, and either we know it was Lishma because the Shaliach testified to it, or because there's no cons- real concern of Lishma, then the husband has no basis, doesn't even have a pretext for challenging it. But at a time if the shaliach didn't testify lishma, and there were genuine places out there that didn't know, the husband has a pretext, and that's the problem. We have to close off that pretext. Okay, all right. So now the question is: is that 
if we're going to say that even Allah Shalom do, we're going to insist on it because of keeping things the way they were, the Gemara says we're not going to just be the Yevid, you know, you know, you know, move on. But if, so how is it that we allow things to be validated and not continue to insist on it? So the Gemara says, okay, it's a real Bidiyevid, then we'll accept the fact that we don't really need Lishma anymore. I mean, the Lishma testimony anymore. So the Gemara says, Ihachi, if it's after she got married, only trying to go easy on her, right? That statement makes a lot of sense. If it says, oh, if you want to validate, it's fine. We're only trying to make it easier. But if you, we're not just trying to validate it. We actually need other testimony of Lishma, and we're not going to let you get married without that. So the Gemara says, Mishum Denisatu. The reason we're, go- we're, we're allowing it is because it's Bidiyevet, and she got married. Not because we really are okay with, other, with witnesses. So the Gemara says, no. Hachikamar. This is what it means. If you want to say, even now that she's married, we should be not okay with it and be strict and demand she gets divorced, no. At the end of the day, this statement is not going to be so strict on her to force her to get divorced because the need of lishma testimony is not so great. Okay, still, it's a much weaker read of that point. The point is much more simply said is, you know, you want to get witnesses, be my guest. We were only trying to make things easier, right? This way it's sort of saying, oh, well, we're not going to be so strict about the funny next time. If you already got married, you know, and we know that it's validated, then we don't have to be so strict about, about, the, lishma, about the lishma testimony. Okay, and now the Gemara adds, now here... Rashi takes out the word Ibaizema because it has them, and I'm going to read it with Ibaizema because I, I think it's a more satisfying read. And Ibaizema, so that's one explanation, okay, which is that she already got married. But Ibaizema, if you want, you could say that uh, the following. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. That's after she got married, but we're talking about a special case of La'achar Shalomdu. But Ibaizema, but if you want, you could go f- further and say, Time am I, Look, the whole reason that we were concerned was that the husband was going to come and invalidate it, the pretext. Look, the husband isn't challenging it. Why are we going to make problems? So we're not trying to make her life difficult. Now, what's, right, so that's actually a better read of the statement. Right? The statement is, like, is saying, look, look, we were not trying to make her life difficult. We weren't trying to go, it wasn't like we said, oh, the get might not be good. You might not be able to get remarried. No, no, no. We're not trying to make her life difficult. We're trying to protect her against a possible challenge from the husband. Okay? So since the purpose of it was to protect the interests of the woman, it's a very interesting way of looking at it, right? Are we trying to protect halacha? Oh, we can't let this get be given. It might be possible. Okay? If that's true, then we have to worry about that after she got married too, right? Because we're concerned that the get really might be possible. But if what we're saying is, no, 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 we're not concerned to get this possible. We're just concerned about the husband's challenge. So we're, this is really about protecting her interests. So if we're here to protect her interests, and now she's remarried, then the best way to protect her interests is to leave this alone. Yeah, state, right? So that's a very powerful statement, right? You know, that this, even the holy Shema issue is just because of the husband and, protect, and, and protecting her interests. So we are not going to insist on this once she got remarried. And Tosa says, according to that answer, that would be even bef- before Shalom do. Right? Even when Lishma was a real concern, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's, it was not a real concern that would have made us chazal, like, the, you know, for its own sake, like, demand it. It's, it's only enough of a concern to, because of concern of protecting, protecting the woman, the woman's interests. Okay, so even when it really is an issue, we're not going to insist on it once she's married because then it's, be, it's more in her interest to leave it alone. Assuming that it's been validated. Assuming that it's right. That's all the case. If, if the shaliyah did not say it, then as long as he validates it, it's okay. it gets validated, it's okay. okay. The, signature. the signatures. If the signatures were validated, then yes, then that would be something to be more concerned it's about. Exactly, exactly. But if we validated it, Kalishma concern is protecting her interests, and therefore better here to just leave it alone. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Right, but if the husband brought it and he did not, uh, he did not say anything. He doesn't have to say anything. Okay. Exactly, because we were not concerned.
then no validation would, of the signature. Doesn't that have to be validated? He gave exactly. it right. He so that's it. what it said before. Exactly. Okay. So now the Gemara says this debate of Rabbah and Rava is the pluk to the Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yosher ben Levi. It's a debate of Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yosher ben Levi. Chada Malufi Shein Bikim Mishma, the Chada Malufi Shein Nidim Misuim Lekaimo. One says one says one, one says the other. Tisayim. Let's conclude. Rabbi Yosher ben Levi who Chada Malufi Shein Bikim Lishma. He was the one who said Lishma. How do we know this? The Shimbar Abba Aisi Gita Lekamit Rabbi Yosher ben Levi. The Shimbar Abba brought a get in the presence of Rabbi Yosher ben Levi. He was like the, on the basin. Rabbi Yosher ben Levi. So Amalei or whatever. He was the head of the town and he said uh, the rabbi of the town. Amalei and he said to him. Do I have to say? Do I have to say it or not? I mean, I know there's this mission, but are we still doing this thing? So I'm like, <laughs> so he said to him, "Lo uh, No, you don't have to say it. Lo amru el They only said it in the early generations. Shame became lishma that people were not so careful about lishma. Aval b'doros achronim in these later generations, they became lishma that everybody knows. There's how there's how they got the Gemara got the phrase lachar shalom do right in these later generations that people know the law of Lishma, lo, you don't have to say it. Okay? So that's the La'achar Shalom do, and the whole Gzairah goes away. So the Gemara says, Tistayim, good, that was a good proof that Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi is about Lishma. But now we've got a little bit of a problem, which is, whatever happened to validating the signatures? Okay, this really sounds like the one who says Lishma only is concerned of Lishma and is not concerned with anything else. And once Lishma goes away, the whole thing goes away. So that's what bothers the Gemara. Vitisra, one minute, does this make sense? That Rabbi, you say to Rava. We said that Rabbi agreed to Rava. And that, presumably that means that we said that you can't hold a Lishma-only position. Because of the evidence we brought earlier, nobody can hold of a Lishma-only position. And here it sounds like he's holding of a Lishma-only position. And also, this goes against the other thing we said earlier, which was that even after they, uh, you know, the, the things changed, we still keep the Gzera in place. So the obvious answer is, okay, it does go against everything you said earlier, you know. There really is a position that only holds the leash mind, does not hold, and holds that things can change. But the Gemara says, no, we made our whole argument earlier, we came to those conclusions, how do you explain what's going on here, that he seems to only be worried about Lishma? So the Gemara says, here's, the, here's how the Gemara answers that problem in one stroke. He wasn't alone. There was actually two people bringing the get. Okay? The ha, the lochashivle, the reason it didn't mention the other guy with him bringing the get, Mishun quoted Reb Shimon, because if, you know, if you got Reb Shimon and John Doe, you're not going to say, oh, Reb Shimon and John Doe, you know, <laughs> the Lubavitcher Rebbe and uh, Chaim Yankel came to brought a get, right? <laughs> so, uh, he made us from the grave and brought a get. Anyway, so, uh, alright, so you didn't mention the other guy. But how does that solve the problem? Ah, because if there's two people, there's no need to validate the signatures, right? Ah, but what about the fact that even if things change, we keep the gzair in place? Ah, but two people, remember, is lo shchiach. Two people is not a classic case of shlichos. So we have managed to solve that because we, since we laid out earlier that when two people bring a get, even according to the whole rabbi, you say to rava and the gzair is still in place and all of that, we allow that when two people bring a get, you don't need to say it. Takes it completely out of Torah to shlichos and right. into Torah to edut. Well, I wouldn't say out of shlichos, it's still shlichos, but whatever. You, right, you don't have that old, like... That paradigm doesn't Exactly. So you're able to say you don't need to validate signatures and you're not concerned of Shema Yachzer Davalikokulo because it's an unusual case. Fine. Itmar. Now we finally switch gears a little bit. Okay. Bishnei Kama Nosnala. All right. So we've figured out all the reasons. The Shaliyah has come. He's got his get in hand. In front of how many people does he deliver this get? Because he's testifying. He has to testify in front of somebody. So at least two witnesses, we would assume. So in front of how many people does he give it? So Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Chanina. The debate of Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Chanina. Chadamar b'fnei shnayim. Chadamar b'fnei shlosha. In front of one says two and one says three. Tisayim Rabbi Yochanan who damar b'fnei shnayim. Let's assume that it's Rabbi Yochanan says two. How do you know this? To Rabbin Bar Rav Chizda, I see it. I'll come to Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbin Bar Chizda brought a get in front of Rabbi Yochanan from Malay, and Rabbi Yochanan said to him, "Zil havli b'apei trei." Go say, go give it to her. Law, Go give it to her in the presence of two witnesses. The emalu and say to the witnesses. Not notice here the lehu to the witnesses. Pesani nichtav, pesani nichtan. It was it was written and signed in front of me. So very clear that Rabbi Yochanan holds two witnesses. He said, go give it in front of two. He's dying. That's a good proof. Okay. Now what's that? What's the debate of two and three about? 
Let's say this is a debate. If it's about two, then it's about testifying that it was done Lishma, and you only need to testify in front of witnesses. But if it's about validating the validating the witnesses, how many people do? You, where do you think you need to do the validation of witnesses? In front of a court, right? Okay, but. Um, but if you say three, it's about validating the signatures, and that needs to be done in a court. So that makes sense. But the says one minute. Does that really make any sense? We just proved above in the debate of Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yochanan Levi that Rabbi Yochanan Levi is the one who said the Lishma, which implicitly which shows that Rabbi Yochanan is the one who says Okay, Rabbi Yochanan That shows that Rabbi Yochanan holds it's about validating signatures. Okay, so if it's about validating signatures, he should demand three. So how could he say two is enough? And not only that, the ode. Rabbi, you say the Rava. We just got through proving, which we're not going to give up, that everybody agrees it's about signatures. So if everybody agrees you've got to validate the signatures, how can anybody I say anybody you need less than three? Right, two is enough. So the Gemara says, okay, Eloi, fine. Fine, you need to validate the signatures. The question is, and here does get the different issues of the labels of shliach, aid, and dayan. Okay? You're the shliach. You're giving the get. Can you at the same time you're giving the get be part of the basin that is accepting your testimony of validating the signatures? Okay? Now, on the one hand, what we already have is you switch hats from being a shliach to being a witness. Right? I'm the delivering the get and I'm testifying about the validity of the signatures. That's shaliach not to aid. I'm already becoming a witness. So the question is, well, the same way you were allowed to switch hats once, maybe you could switch hats twice. So if you became a witness, now you'll move from being a witness to being on the base team to accept your own testimony. Now, that of course seems completely absurd, but maybe it's something that we allow, uh, like a special case like this, and it's only a Durabanan case, and so on, right? The right, so you don't need to validate the signatures, so that's what we're going to look at. So one guy counts as two, so you get three. Exactly. <laughs> no, he doesn't get his two. Oh, I'm both a shliya and a, so I'm, I'm so two of the three. <laughs> right. Well, he definitely is an aide because he's testifying to the validity of the signatures, right? And now the question is, how could it be that you only need to deliver it before two if you need a base in? And the answer is, well, look, the same way we let him switch hats and be an aide, let's let him switch hats again and be on the base in for his own testimony. Okay. So the Gemara says like this. Um, okay. So the Gemara says like this. Mandamar reminds me of some. I can't put my finger on, but it reminds me of some like Bugs Bunny cartoon, right? Like you know, you switch hands and they go back and forth. And this is right, exactly. All right. So the Gemara says like this. Okay. The Gemara says. Um, if you hold two, kasavar shliach nasa aid the aid nasa dayan. The same way you can become an aid, you can also become a dayan for your own testimony. Umandar mifnei gimel. If you say three, kasavar shliach nasa aid the aid nasa dayan. No, you cannot become a dayan for your own testimony. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. But Gemara says one minute. But we, but we, we, we know that the accepted halacha is that for rabbinic types of testimony, which validating signatures is a rabbinic testimony. So aid nasa dayan. Actually. You can, however bizarre that sounds. We actually know that it's accepted halacha that it would be possible for te- in the case of validating signatures for the te- for the guy who testifies to be on the base in. So Ella, so everybody should say too. Here's the debate. get a woman, not necessarily the wife. Any woman could bring a get. So you don't want to always establish a principle that you only need two, uh, you know, witnesses present because then people will think will forget that. It's you really you really need three, right? If you get into the practice that the shliach always delivers it before two, people are going to forget that it's really about three, and the shliach is counting as one, and that's going to lead to a case where, right, a woman will bring a get, and she can't be um, a dayan. So where is it? The and uh, and they'll rely on her, okay? And therefore, it won't, you know, and and she can't be a dayan, so that'll be a problem. So that's why. 
why we want to always insist on three. The Eidach, the other one will say, Isha made the Yadiyah, Velo Samchila. No, they'll know. They'll know that that's different and they won't rely on her to be counted as a Dayan. Okay. So that's the debate. Uh, because... I know. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> I would say, don't worry, the woman would never forget that she can't be a man. <laughs> <laughs> she won't forget. Yeah, although the Gemara is saying they won't forget, but yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, yeah, it's times like these that we really miss Mif Galdash Shalom. Okay, fine. Women can't be a dying. Moving on. Okay. Um, anyway, Tani Kavosei to Rabbi Yochanan. We thought like Rabbi Yochanan that you need two. It's only two. I maybe get Mindina Sayam Benosnulon gave it her. But what Amar Lo Befani Nechtav Befani Nechtam did not say it. Yotzi Vavlad Mam's there. So now we first get a very harsh statement. Even Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir says. The get's invalid if this wasn't said, and the kid is now a mom, if he got remarried, whatever the consequences are, but remember before we said that the Dievit would be fine, etc., that the mayor is super strict. I don't care if she's married and has kids. The, mar- the divorce was invalid, rabbinically at least, and she, the kids are mamzerim. So the Mer says, um, one minute, yeah. but they disagree. No, no, no. Ain't of our moms are. Please, please. We are not making the kid a mom, sir. Now, Kate said, Yasa, what do you want to do? How would you, what do you want to do if you want to even allow her to get married with Hatchila? First of all, Bidiyavid, the kid is not a mom, sir. Okay, let's just start with that. But number one, number two is, what do you want to do for Hatchila? You want her to allow her to get married with this get, and the guy didn't say, how do you, can you address it? So we've already learned you can validate the signatures. But let's say you, you, you can't find witnesses to validate the signatures. Is there a way you can fix it after the get has been delivered? Okay, other than finding witnesses to validate the signatures. So here's what you can do. Kate said, Yasha, how can you fix it? Yes, it has to be said at the time of delivery, but just deliver it again. Okay? Now, a little bit of the problem is, uh, but she's already divorced if I delivered it once, you know? But it's sort of like a mimanashach. If rabbinically we don't see that as a legit, the right that she's divorced, then you don't have to say it. If rabbinically we don't see that as a legitimate delivery of the get, you'll do it again with saying it. And okay? when she got married before you leave. Well, the kids won't be mamzerim. Whether they're going to at that stay, what, what else might be the consequence we don't know but the Chamim are saying the kids are not going to be Mamzeim let's start with that okay this is only a rabbinic requirement alright but, but, but regardless if you want to allow her to get married with Hatchila you just go ahead and give it again and say it now Tosos raises the question right when, do you, when is the time when you can know when you have to do a re-giving of it because this makes it sound like it, why not just say it now oh I forgot to say it yesterday I'll just say it now so it sounds like it has to be said at the time of the giving so presumably it means like time commitment with the giving so Tosa says but one minute remember the Gemara in the previous stuff said that the guy for, after he gave it all of a sudden became a deaf mute so that sounds like you could give it after the giving so Tosa says well maybe toch dibur maybe you know trying to figure exactly what constitutes during the time of the giving is not being precisely defined if you look at this little Tosos Tosa says nesina. you can't say it later but finding you have to right, take it away back with her right, meaning Tosus's point is if you think about the scene it sounds like the get is still in her hands it's not like it's tomorrow it sounds like the get is still in her hands and you say oh take it back I don't understand the get's still in her hands let me just say it now no nope, it has to be said mamish at the time of being given okay but Tosus says it is though true that would be okay to Mahani like a second day after me, the Kamer Le'el should not know what Kishaya Pikeh will he speak one before the next of us should need Chareish. Okay, so if Mamish a second, two seconds after is okay, but ten seconds after, no, you got to re-give it. Okay, of a La'achar today, Dibur after okay, Dibur Mesafka Luri the re is uncertain. Imahani calls Mansha Sukim Ba'oso Inyan Olav. Let's say they're still talking about the get. Would that be enough to be considered during the giving of the get? Right, you she could be hold right. So the the, the scene of Yitlenahim. Sounds like they're still standing there. So it sounds like not too late, not too far after the giving, it's too late. But when is that too late time? Is the too late time after three seconds? Or is the too late time after they stopped dealing with get issues? You know, when they start talking about, okay, what movie are you going to see tonight? That's when it becomes too late. But if those are still talking about get issues, maybe it's not too late. So we don't know exactly what the time is. Okay, Olaf. Now, how about before the giving? Right? There's three times. 
during, after, and before. How can you say it before you actually give? And if so, how much before? Okay. <laughs> so he says the um, the code in the scene, Amasafka Larinami, Imahani, Mididnan, etc., etc. Okay. So we don't. So it's cousin is exactly timing this during. Definitely yes. Immediately after Tokade Deber, definitely yes. Anytime before or after that, like not exactly clear. Anyway, back to the Gemara. The Gemara is bringing this out to prove the basic point of give it to her that the that it says that you re-give it in front of two makes it very clear like Rabbi Yochanan that it's about two okay so that's why we brought this down and now we'll just end this point just because of that the kid's going to be a mamza. I mean, even if you get to get validated, and even if he's got remarried and he's got kids, you're going to say the kids are mamzerim? Yes! Reb Meir, the time, Reb Meir goes according to his reasoning, Damar of Amnuna Mishmei Deula, Amar Hayer Reb Meir, Reb Meir used to say, Kol HaMashami Matayr Shetavu Chachamim Begitin, anybody who changes from the, basically like, the coinage, you know, that the Chachamim coins, like we say coining a phrase, right, the way they created a mold, and you have to operate within that mold, and if you step out of that mold, Hakyotzi Vavlad Mamser, gotta get divorced in the kids of Mamser, like any mistake is a traumatic, is, is a Bidyevid mistake, okay, um, and we will stop with that right now. Perfect end of a discussion. Pick up with this on Shabbat. Something I'm missing out.